Welcome to Thoughts on the Market. I'm Mike Wilson, Chief Investment Officer and Chief U.S. Equity Strategist for Morgan Stanley. Along with my colleagues bringing you a variety of perspectives, I'll be talking about the latest trends in the financial marketplace. It's Monday, May 22nd at 11 a.m. in New York. So let's get after it. For the past six months, the S&P 500 has been trading in a narrow range with strong rotations under the surface. When we turned tactically bullish on the index last October at 3,500, we did so because the price had reached an attractive level, and we believe rates and the dollar were topping. When we exited that trade at 4,100 in early December, the price was no longer attractive given our view that 2023 earnings estimates were materially too high. Fast forward to today and the index is showing some signs that it wants to break higher, even though our concerns remain. The primary difference from the early December highs is that we now have dramatically different leadership. Back then, the leaders were energy, materials, financials, and industrials, while technology was the big laggard. Small caps were also doing much better, and market breadth was strong. The bullish narrative centered around China's reopening, which would put a floor in for global growth. Today, breadth is very weak. Technology, communication services, and consumer discretionary are the only sectors up on the year, and even those sectors are exhibiting narrow breadth. Yet, investors are more bullish than in early December, or at least far less bearish. The bullish narrative today focuses on technology, specifically on artificial intelligence. While we believe artificial intelligence is for real and will likely lead to some great efficiencies that help fight inflation, it's unlikely to prevent the deep earnings recession we forecast for this year. Last week's price action showed frenzied buying by investors who cannot afford to miss the next bull market. We believe this will prove to be a head fake like last summer for many reasons. First, valuations are not attractive, and it's not just the top 10 or 20 stocks that are expensive. The median price earnings multiple is 18 times, which is near the top decile the past 20 years. Second, a very healthy reacceleration is baked into second-half consensus earnings estimates. This flies directly in the face of our forecasts, which continue to point materially lower. We remain highly confident in our model given how accurate it's been over time and recently. We first started talking about the oncoming earnings recession a year ago and received very strong pushback, just like today. However, our model proved to be quite prescient based on the results and is now projecting 20% lower estimates than consensus for 2023. Third, the markets are pricing in two to three Fed cuts before year-end without any material implications for growth. We think such an outcome is very unlikely. Instead, we think the Fed will only cut rates if we definitively enter into a recession or if credit markets deteriorate significantly. Fourth, there is also a presumption that the banking situation will not worsen and become systemic. While we don't think that this is 2008 or 9, we do think it will accelerate the credit crunch that was unscheduled to begin by year-end based on loan officer surveys. Fifth, while the consumer has been quite resilient in the face of record inflation, geopolitical uncertainty, banking stress, and a nasty bear market in stocks last year, some signs are emerging that the strength may finally be fading. Discretionary spending intentions have slowed according to our recent surveys, even for high-end consumers. Finally, there is still a risk for a U.S. debt default or at least a messy 11th hour resolution like in 2011. Ironically, while the odds of a resolution have increased in the past week, an actual agreement may be a bigger risk for markets. In short, raising the debt ceiling could decrease market liquidity based on the $1.2 trillion in Treasury bill issuance that we expect in the preceding six months. Bottom line, while many individual stocks and sectors have traded poorly this year, the major indices are priced for simultaneously good outcomes on multiple fronts, which we think the risks are elevated and even increasing in some instances. We suspect a raising of the debt ceiling could be the catalyst that ends this bear market rally as it leads to a significant contraction in liquidity. In some ways, it's the mere image of the bank failures in March, which turned out to be bad news for growth, but led to increased liquidity and therefore support for markets. Beware of a false breakout as markets tend to top on good news. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy Thoughts on the Market, please take a moment to rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. It helps more people to find the show. 
The preceding content is informational only and based on information available when created. It is not an offer or solicitation, nor is it tax or legal advice. It does not consider your financial circumstances and objectives and may not be suitable for you.